Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. Today we have a small taste, an appetizer, a short snippet of one of Jeremy's recent teachings covering the key point or key doctrine from that sermon. It's a short, easy to digest, and encouraging sample from a bigger lesson. We hope you enjoy it. Now the second point on, on Yasha is that the word came to mean deliverance from whatever restricts so that it results in freedom. Okay, I'm going to take a brief aside on the term free will, okay, that phrase, uh, and why this can be a confusion with biblical descriptions of man as fallen, okay, just unbelievers, for example. Um, obviously, Adam had free will, I mean, he, before he was fallen, this is not an issue. But now that we're fallen and we're under sin, and our father is the devil, as unbelievers, do we really have, like, quote-unquote, free will, okay, uh, according to biblical descriptions? Now, biblical descriptions, yes, if all you mean by that is, you know, if I share the gospel with my unbelieving friend over there, can they believe the gospel? Well, uh, of course, okay, if that's all you mean by that, fine, okay, um, because, yes, they're dead in their transgressions. That means they're separated from God. Okay? But the gospel is what we call the power, not we call, but the Bible calls the power of God unto salvation. The gospel itself is the what of God? The power is what attribute of, comes from what attribute of God? Omnipotence. Okay, so the gospel is an expression of the omnipotence of God. Now, is that weak? So is the spoken gospel, does it have power to bring a person to salvation? Yes. I mean, unless the omnipotence of God, you want to like it, make it really tiny and say, well, they're so fallen and so dead in their transgressions, they can't even believe. Well, then what about the omnipotence of God in the gospel itself? Jesus said in John 6, He who hears my word and learns, he is the one who comes to me. If you hear the gospel and you're thinking about it as an unbeliever, a dead person, you're thinking about it. They can think. They do. They come up with some great ideas. But if they will think about the gospel and learn it, they will believe. Most of them don't want to think about it, though. I don't know about your experience, but when you share the gospel with people, they're like, change the topic, you know, eh, eh, okay, get uncomfortable, that's over, we're not going to have this discussion, uh, whatever it is. But if a person actually shows interest, uh, well, that's a person God's working with as you speak the word, and keep working with them, okay, keep working with them. So, Yasha came to mean deliverance from what restricts resulting in freedom. Question then, do unbelievers have free will in the freest sense? Or are they really restricted, confined? What does, what does John 8 say about them? John 8, 44. Jesus talking to the Pharisees, but obviously this could apply to anyone if it applies to the Pharisees. Who is, who is their father? Who is the father of an unbeliever? I don't mean biological father, I mean spiritual father. 
Well, Satan, it says it right here. You are of your father, the devil. What do people whose father is the devil want to do? According to this verse, you want to do the desires of your father, which means you want to do the desires of the devil. Uh, is Satan, does he have free will? Can he do whatever he wants? He can't do whatever he wants. He has to go get permission, which means he's confined. It means he's restricted. That's why I say the terminology free will is a little bit deceptive scripturally because yet, while yes, they can believe in Christ if they hear the gospel and are convicted to believe and so forth, they are really doing what somebody else wants them to do according to this verse, which is to do what Satan wants them to do. That's what they're doing. Ephesians chapter 2. This is what we need to be saved from. Doing what Satan wants us to do. We don't want to do that. That's confining. That means we're not really doing what we want to do. We're doing what he wants us to do. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Notice again, you were dead in your, before you believed. You were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. So you basically did whatever the world did. You just followed the world. I mean, followed CNN, excuse me. Uh, any major media, out there, you just followed that. Okay? According to the prince of the power of the air, who's that? Satan. Okay. Do these people sound free? Or do they sound like they're doing whatever everybody else is doing and following Satan wholeheartedly? Okay. He says, of the spirit, which is Satan, that is now working Where? In, in, in the sons of disobedience. Like inside them. The Spirit is at work in them. And it just doesn't sound very free to me. That's all I'm saying. It sounds like their father is the devil. They want to do what the devil wants them to do. And the devil works inside them. Now, if you want to call that free will, great. Okay. But if you want to call it will, your will is enslaved to Satan, that sounds more accurate. Scripturally, it just sounds more accurate. Thank you for joining us today on Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. If you found the lesson insightful, please consider subscribing below so that you don't miss any additional teachings from Jeremy. And if you're looking for additional resources or additional formats, links are in the description below. But above all, we want you to be encouraged and exhorted by the very Word of God. We hope that Jeremy is opening it up to you in a way that makes it even more understandable than what you've known in the past. So until next time, take care.